Harris and Stigan. Thanks for having me, though. Thanks for sharing your own platform with me. I appreciate it a lot. Oh, of course. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate that. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? I got some I got some chocolate animal crackers here. Love it. In case you get, in case you get hungry. Thank you. So I get to watch you, you eat if I get hungry. They not even a name brand brand. Some shit. I don't know what the fuck this is. I love that. But these shits is good. Are they? <laughs> so if you get hungry, let me know. I got you. Thank you. Thank you. If I get hungry, I get to watch you eat. Yeah, you get to watch me eat. Use your imagination. Perfect. What's going on everyone? I'm Harry Potvin and welcome back for another episode of the H Panel, the show where we bring on guests from all different backgrounds to talk mental health. Today I have the pleasure of being joined by Eric Kelly. Eric is a four-time national amateur boxing champion and a former member of the U.S. National Olympic team in the middleweight division. Born in Florida but growing up in New York, he won his first national title at the age of 16. Other accomplishments that are on his resume include being the 19, 1997 junior Olympic boxing champion, the 1998 USA Boxing U19 National Champion, the 1999 American Boxing Classic Champion, and the 2000 National Golden Glove Champion, just to name a few. In, 2000, in the year 2000, he was also named an alternate for the U.S. Olympic team at the Sydney Games. Not to be forgotten, his record throughout his boxing career was an incredible 104-14. to 14. And now retired from the sport, Eric is a video correspondent for Vice Sports and is a trainer for his clients at the Church Street Gym, Found in New York's financial district. Eric, thank you so much for joining me today. My man, thanks for having me. We gotta we gotta edit that a little bit. Because I left Church Street Boxing Gym. Oh you did, my bad. About I left I left there about eight years ago and I opened my own gym called South Box. Oh, okay. I must have gotten the mixed up. My bad, man. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. But everybody know me from Church Street because I did a video there that went viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a hit. So you know what I'm saying. That oh, means gotcha. I gotta um, I gotta make another big, big splash in the entertainment industry to wash away that um Church Street. Thing. Right. Because I'm always packed with Church Street. Before we get too into it, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, like your upbringing, why you chose boxing as a sport? Um, I'm from Florida. I'm from down in Florida called Tylersville, and I moved up to New York permanently when I was probably like seven, eight years old. And I used to, um, by me being the new kid on the block, I used to get in fights all the time. I go to the park, right across the street from my house was a park. I go to the park, I get in fights all the time, go to school, get in fights in school because I'm the new kid on the block. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So. And everything about me is different, how I walk, how I talk, you know, from the South, how I dress, everything is different, you know, so I don't know anybody, so I was a target, I used to go outside, get in fights and stuff like that, but I wasn't losing these fights, and I was taking on many at a time, you understand what I'm saying, but during this time, this is what, the late 80s, so I'm going 87, 88, 89, 90, those years, right, during this time, New York City's the murder capital of the world, right? And one day I was outside in the park playing, having fun, and they started shooting. It was a shootout in the park. Bang, bang, bang. Everybody started running, ducking for cover. I didn't know what it was. I'm not from there. I'm not used to this. You understand? But I knew it was danger. You know, mm -hmm. I could tell by everything that's going on. So I just did what everybody else did. I got down and laid low. And then that's when my dad said, wow. 
I got to get this boy out of these streets before he get killed. And that's when he introduced me to boxing. He took me to the best stop boxing gym in Brooklyn. I guess my first question, like, uh, I feel like people are kind of desensitized just by watching highlights on TV, but I, I believe it's, like, kind of underappreciated just how insane it is to be a boxer and, like, how intense it is as a sport. What kind of mental and physical preparation needs to happen behind the scenes in order to confidently step in the ring against an opponent? Um, you're mad. You're mad. You're happy. You're fun. But you're mad. You understand what I'm saying? You're mad because you've gone through training camp and... Going through training camp, you got to lose weight. Like, you know what I'm saying? I walk around 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. If I had to fight, I'm going to lose at least, I'm going to fight like 175. So I'm going to lose 25 pounds. So you can't eat. You got to train all the time. You can't eat. You can't do what you want. You can't have sex. You got to go to training camp. You can't be at home with your family. You got to go to training camp. And that's generally off somewhere in the middle of nowhere in the fucking mountains, standing in the cabin and you know what I'm saying? And that's how it is. So that you're just training yourself. You're training yourself mentally to be a killer, like John Rambo. You ever saw Rambo? Sure did. You know what I'm saying? My mind frame has always been the okay. Uh, and I'm a young kid at the time. I'm 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. I'm young. I'm a baby. But my mind frame has always been this. You know what I came from by being that kid from Florida, mm-hmm. coming to Brooklyn, New York, getting bullied. And I wasn't going to let that happen. Right. So back then, not only was I fighting for protection, I was also fighting for acceptance. You understand what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to be I didn't want to be that kid that was that you can just pick on. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to be that target. So I wanted to make a name for myself. I wanted y'all to respect me. How is that gonna make y'all respect me? I know how I know how to make y'all respect me. I'm gonna defend oh my God. Time up. I'm gonna defend me to the best of my abilities and that's how I'm gonna make you guys respect me. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Right. That's the mind frame that I took into the ring and that's what kept me and that's what kept me um successful that's what kept me winning but at the same time that's also what kept me in trouble yeah you understand what i'm saying because once i got that respect that i that i needed to survive i didn't know how to let it go you know how there's a time and place for everything yeah but mentally I thought that, okay, I got to be this guy that'll fuck you up. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I am that guy that want to fuck you up. I want to fuck you up. Yeah. I don't really want to fuck you up. Really, me, don't want to fuck you up. I'm the nicest person in the world. Right. You understand what I'm saying? But I know that y'all going to fuck with me because everywhere I go, people are, people would fuck with me. So it makes you put up, um, you know, you know the word I'm looking for. A barrier? Yeah, makes yeah. you put up a barrier. You understand what I'm saying? So now you got this barrier, and it's not because you are vicious, per se. It's because you're afraid. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You're afraid. So now you're struggling with yourself because you can't be yourself. Right. And that's the worst thing in the world. I remember one time I was a little kid, right? 
my mom, like when I when I left Florida, came to New York, I came with just my dad. It was just me and my dad. My mom and my um sister stayed in Florida, right? My mom sent me a big box of GI Joes, action figures. You remember those? Yeah. Probably about ten of them, and I was so excited. I said, "Yeah." So naturally, I wanted to make friends. So what I did was I went to the park, and I took my GI Joes, and I started playing with the other kids. The other kids, oh, yeah, cool, cool. So we all started playing with the Joes. I'm like, yeah, I did it. I made some friends. One by one, they stole my GI Joes. They would take them and run off, one by one, one by one. It was each other's friend, but it wasn't my friend. And they used my, my, my heart and my want for friendship. They used that against me. You understand what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. used my love for them against me or the love that I wanted to have for them. Yeah. They used it against me and they stole from me. Even though we're little kids, you know what I'm saying? To this day, to this day, fucking 30 years later, I still don't fuck with them. I see some of them sometimes. I still don't fuck with them. Yeah, that's like why. I, I, yeah, I still, even though, even though, even though we was little kids, eight, nine, ten, yeah, I get it. I still don't fuck with you because you hurt my feelings and you put me in the position where I felt like I was never gonna have friends. I was never gonna be cool because when I tried to extend my love to you and we play with the toys, you, you, you stole my toys. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't forget that. I'm not a bitch. I'm not a bitch. You know what I'm saying? A bitch yeah. and forget it and move on. I'm not a bitch. Right. I'm going to carry that with me. I know we're 39 now. We're not nine. That was 30 years ago. I get it. But I'm going to carry that with me now, nigga. I don't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's... You don't forget how it makes you feel. Yeah, yeah. That's that's an awful It thing. was more so how it made me feel. What was the experience of training at the United States Olympic Education Center? What was that like? Wow. That was a time of my life. I was successful there. I won a couple. I won two national championships there. I was ranked number one in the USA there. I became Olympic alternate there. I won a lot of state championships, and I did a lot there. You know what I'm saying? I also caused a lot of hell there. Mm-hmm. It was a gift and a curse. Right. It was a gift. It was a gift in the sense that I get to train at the United States Olympic Education Center under tutelage of Al who was the USA Olympic national coach. Um, I got to train with every. It was like the dream team of boxers in the country at the time. It was like all the Olympic boxers. It was the everyone was like ranked one, ranked number one in the USA, ranked number two in the USA. Like everybody was on the USA team. Yeah. You feel me? So I got my old oh shit. I'm ranked. I did it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I'm the representative for the 165 pound weight class. You know what I'm saying? Like oh shit, I'm the U- the country's representative for that weight class. So it was amazing, right? Yeah. But then. That went to my that went to my head a little bit because I got there in August. In October, I won another I won a national championship. So I just got there like six weeks. I don't want two months. I don't want another national championship. So I'm feeling like, oh shit, can't nobody stop me? I just got here and I won. And when I won that national championship, I went up to a new weight class, 165 pounds. And the person that I beat 
was the number one guy in the country at that weight class. Oh, wow. My first fight there, I beat the number one guy in the country there, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I won the National Golden Gloves a few months later in Detroit at Joe Louis Arena. So I was like, wow, on top of the world. Olympic alternate, got one Olympic alternate status. And and that went to my head. It was a gift and a curse because then I thought I was the shit. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I wasn't as humble. I was fighting a lot. I was getting, I had a lot of personal shit going on at home too with the family. But um, I was fighting a lot, getting into a lot of trouble. Um, I was very violent. Violence has just followed me throughout my whole life. I was still very violent, and I lost my scholarship. I got kicked out of the program. Right. They said, no, nah, this fucking kid is crazy. He's a great boxer, but this kid is going to be fucking insane. So I lost my scholarship to the program. And then when they, when I lost my scholarship, boxing is all I know because I've been boxing since I was a little kid. I've been fighting. So naturally, I ran to the streets to find some acceptance. I built a name for myself in the sport of boxing so people knew who I was. So that street credibility by me being from Brooklyn and my me, me being who I am, that street credibility was there. You understand what I'm saying? So I got involved with that and that's when I got my eye injured mm -hmm. in like 2003 in um, Detroit, Michigan. I got into a fight, another fight, fucking fights. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fights. I got into a fight in a um, pool hall, and I got hit with a pool cue, and it fucked up the, my eye. I can see good, right? Mm -hmm. I can see. But the muscles and the nerve of my eye are damaged. So, of course, it's my eye droop. So now I'm like, damn, and I can't fight now. I can't fight now. All I've been doing for fucking... 30 years is fighting. Not 30 years, but fucking all my life is fighting. You understand what I'm saying? All I've been doing is fighting. Mm -hmm. Now you tell me I can't fight. Oh, no, for fighting. I built my name off of fighting. You know what I'm saying? That's my whole rap fight. Yes. Now I can't fight. I can't fight now. It's over. And I'm only, and I'm only 22. I haven't, I had, I'm a baby. I haven't even experienced a problem in my life. My prime years as a man. Mm -hmm. I haven't even I haven't even witnessed that. I can't witness that. Because those days are over. You understand what I'm saying? And mentally, that has a crazy effect on you. Imagine me being a boxer and the champion I was during the time that I was a champion. Not being able to box during the prime of my career. My prime years. Yeah. I can't do it. And now I got to sit back and watch my peers be successful on TV. People that I beat, people that beat me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I get to see them win world championships, travel the fucking world, make millions of dollars, fight in Las Vegas, fight in Madison Square Garden. I get to see them do all that. And I'm just the guy that could have been. Yeah. And then, you know, depression came in. So naturally, what I do, back to the streets. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Back to the streets because I'm a um, high-risk, low-reward person anywhere else due to the fact that I have a history of being violent. 
and I can't fight no more, so low risk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Thank you for watching another episode of The H Panel. I really appreciate you guys. For more episodes of The H Panel, click this button right here. And if you want to subscribe for more videos from myself, subscribe is right down below. Thanks, guys.